Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from Detroit, and <clears throat> did you guys miss us? We went on a hiatus for the holiday, <clears throat> and now we're back, and during our hiatus, we were working very, very hard on getting you these stories that you have come to expect from us, <laughs> so to kick things off... We are going to talk about a living legend, Madonna. Most of you know by now, I am a huge fan of Madonna. Like, I love her. I'd lose my gay card if I didn't, really. (laughs) But, uh, one of the things that I have come to not only expect... um, or I should have said, one of the things I've come to respect and expect uh, from Madonna is that she is a bit of a control freak. (sighs) To that end, she has been working on her biopic with Oscar winner Diablo Cody. Back in November, she... Back in November... She started releasing pictures and teasing the project. Uh, Even getting some fans to speculate that she was going to be (coughs) releasing uh, a a new Greatest Hits volume. And it was then revealed that she and Diablo were working on the script uh, for her biopic. Universal swept in and paid big money to attain the rights to this film. (coughs) Um, Various sources have pegged the number um, between 50 and 75 million dollars just for the script. Um, They're they're also going to have to pay for rights to the music. And all of this is well, all well and good. Except, Madonna is being Madonna. Much to the chagrin of Universal executives. And anyone who works on the movie. They had a director uh, all lined up. Uh, and the director ended up... Uh, not signing the contract because of how Madonna was acting. In fact, a lot of people who have been working on the pre-production side of things have said that if she continues to act this way, it is going to be an atrocious, an atrocious uh, set. (coughs) As she is with her music, Madonna wants to be part of every single decision. And it makes sense for something like casting, but it's also scaring away the A-list actors who uh, would want the part. And in fact, uh, as Universal has started the process of looking for a young Madonna, Uh, the material girl herself has set out some suggestions that really don't make very much sense. Um, the front runner is Florence Pugh, who seems to be winning a lot of people over as of late, and who uh, a lot of people thought would would end up in the role. However... She has friends on the Universal lot who warned her against taking the role. Because Madonna is expecting the actress who ultimately signs to spend a lot of time with her. There's also word that she is trying to sanitize um, some of the things she, she has done. And... Creating controversy with uh, real people uh, 
that maybe never really happened. One instance that I've heard about is an alleged threesome, um, which, you know, very believable uh, with Madonna. Um, But Sean Penn, the one who allegedly... The one who allegedly uh, had the threesome has denied it. Uh, there's also parts where she talks about doing coke uh, with other A-list celebrities who have all denied uh, Madonna's version of events. And since her life is already so spicy, one has to wonder why she feels the need to <clears throat> keep things spicy. Or make it even spicier, I should say. Part of that falls to... um, Her seeing what happened with... uh, The Freddie Mercury biopic. uh, The name escapes me at the moment. And Elton John's biopic, Rocket Man. Elton John went a little, leaning a little heavy to the drug use, um, and and all of that. Whereas the Freddie Mercury, Bohemian Rhapsody, that's what it was. Um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody leaned a little too far away from it. <clears throat> and given her iconic life, uh, and how she. Uh, lived it so publicly for so very long, Madonna is trying to hit the right spot. She wants to win Oscars for this flick, and she wants to um, shock and engross people back into her life, uh, and uh, potentially even stage a comeback. Universal is stepping in and trying to uh, contain some of the fallout. Uh, Especially seeing as they still work with some of the people that will be featured in in this biopic. And word got out that Madonna fired Diablo Cody because of their differences. Universal actually stepped in and um, fixed the relationship between the two women. And when Diablo Cody did leave to work on uh, Powerpuff and other projects that she has going, it was with the understanding that if rewrites were needed, uh, she would would be more than happy to uh, help them out with them. Um, Diablo has not commented publicly on working with Madonna. Uh, but sources say that she was relieved when the draft was turned into Universal. And they seemed, uh, if not pleased, at least appeased by uh, what she turned in. Uh, as for people behind the scenes... Uh, they're all girding for the battle uh, that will be the shoot ahead. Uh, Madonna has already been told, according to my LA source, several times that while they understand she wants to be as authentic as possible, uh, some of the some of the things that she wants, including full frontal nudity for men and women is likely not going to happen. And in fact, one scene has already been cut altogether uh, where a one-night stand of hers walks away and you see his uh, penis swinging. Madonna was very enraged by that and asked why it was okay to show Vaginas, but not penises. To which Universal answered, We don't want an X rating. 
and we would never we if we're hoping for if we're hoping for Oscars, it might be best to stick to the story as it actually happened rather than trying to puff up a one night stand's ego. This story is still developing, and of course, we will bring it to you as we learn more about uh, the shoot and uh, anything else we can learn about what's going on uh, behind the scenes. For right now, though, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. So, one of the greatest things about the hiatus from my perspective at least, was uh, the chance I got to catch up on celebrity gossip uh, without the need to rush to record. Like You all know I love doing the show, but um, I was able to dive deeper into stories and, and really get some more of the, the fun details um, while we were on hiatus. And that brings me to this next story. So, during the filming of A Simple Plan, or A Simple Favor, rather, excuse me, A Simple Favor, it was reported that Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively were involved in a feud and that feud has uh, gone on to live after uh, after the filming was done. And there was lots and lots and lots of speculation about who, who started it, why they were feuding. Uh, you know, it's not as if they're... This is not a case where they're going after the same kind of roles. <clears throat> you know, Anna, Anna Kendrick is kind of the quirky girl next door. Uh, whereas Blake Lively is kind of, uh, you know, the action girl. Well, I can tell you what this was all about. Back in her Gossip Girl days, uh, it's always been rumored that Blake had a thing for her co-star, Ed Westwick. And she was allegedly... Dating him. Um, various sources uh, have hinted that it may have been more to her than to him. Uh, that um, everyone has definitely said that they were they they had sex. They were they were sleeping together. Um, but what no one has said is um, how serious the relationship was. Well, it turns out that Anna Kendrick may have also slept with. Ed Westwick during this time, which really peeved Blake Lively off. And during the filming of A Simple Favor, Anna liked to taunt Blake about uh, her little tryst with Ed Westwick. Now, according to uh, my New York source, who... um, it is great. She has been everywhere. Uh, she's worked uh, for nearly every network. She has, um, and she has money. Um, I'll just put it that way. Uh, calling her a socialite, I think, is a bit disingenuous uh, because you know she does work so hard and whatever. But she's definitely a socialite as well, or at least has socialite um, aspects to her. But in any case, um, my source says that Blake was caught giving uh, Ed Westwick head multiple times and that he was caught uh, while they were at a restaurant with his hands... Under her skirt. I'm sure you can figure out what they were doing there. Uh, without me filling in too many of the blanks. 
Uh, and when Anna came around, uh, all of the cutesy little stuff stopped. Now, that is not to say that Ed Westwick preferred Anna over Blake or anything of that sort, because according to my New York source, uh, he was just a player. He liked basically anyone who would put out for him, <laughs> um, which really chafed Blake the wrong way. Uh, but at the same time, she really enjoyed um, spending time with him. And she had hoped that uh, they would hook up and become a power couple. When that didn't work, uh, she went on uh, and met Ryan Reynolds and fell in love. And two or three kids later, uh, you know, they're happy, but those old wounds were still there when she filmed with Anna. Anna, for her part has really tried to um, stay under the radar. Uh, according to my LA source, she she likes the she likes being famous because it means better roles and more money for her. Uh, but she doesn't like her uh, personal life being under the microscope. <clears throat> and when he talked to her, Yes, he actually directly spoke with her. Uh, she seemed to indicate uh, that she was just having fun. Uh, when he asked about her relationship with Blake, she, in a, in a very professional way, said, basically, uh, she, gets, she gets the job done uh, and... There were no, there were no issues on set, uh, which was a really interesting way, uh, because producers did not verify that for, uh, for the RLA source here. Uh, they actually commented that they had to redo certain scenes quite a few times because, uh, you know, there were supposed to be friendlier scenes and there was uh, an unspecified tension between the two women. And in one alleged incident, our LA source was told that Blake called Anna a slut. <clears throat> um, and in another... Anna hit back with uh, with verbiage along the lines of Blake couldn't act her way out of a paper bag. <clears throat> they were supposed to do a promotional tour together and they did they did a few interviews uh, together but uh, the, their whole the studio's hope was to have them go on this big press tour uh, together. And eventually they had to split them up uh, because the fighting behind the scenes was just too much. Now, will these two women ever get uh, get to a point where they're friends? I doubt it. Uh, and as I have said many times um, on this show... I don't think you have to be friends with your coworkers. You know, it, it's great that um, Will and I are friends <coughs> and that we can communicate um, our points of view um, as logically and unemotionally as we do. But we're the exception, not the rule. I think the rule here is you don't always get along with your Co-worker, and if you don't believe me, look at the ladies of The View. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And speaking of the ladies of The View, 
Megan McCain has uh, seen her fair share of trouble um, over the course of her tenure at The View. And a lot of you have been asking me, well, you keep saying she's going to be fired, she's going to be fired, <clears throat> what's happening? I, I actually took this question straight to my ABC source, who has given us so much of the other information. And she said to consider the news that's leaking out about Megan McCain and think logically about if if ABC Disney really wanted to keep it under wraps that Megan was on the chopping block, uh, if, if they really wanted to uh, present that she was <clears throat> um, safe in her job, it never would have leaked that she was about to be fired. Uh, ABC, uh, ABC News executives, uh, specifically, are not pleased with the job that she is doing. And in fact, she has been uh, spoken to about it. There was a segment on The View um, about a week ago now where they were talking about dating someone's ex. Uh, dating a friend's ex, so maybe. And uh, instead of sticking to the topic, she went off uh, on a rant about um, something uh, about a, a a Russian prisoner. And while that is an important topic to speak about, <clears throat> it was not what they had uh, prepped for. It is not what they had said. And it was not actually approved uh, by any of the producers or ABC Legal. So she was given a one-day suspension for that. <clears throat> and these little suspensions have been popping up over over the course of the last few months, uh, becoming more and more frequent. Um, at one point... I had asked my ABC source if perhaps Megan had made a sweetheart deal like Will Be Goldberg's where she got she didn't have to film every day of the week. And my ABC source just laughed and said no. She said that if Megan had been able to negotiate that kind of deal they would have automatically had to given it to Joy, who has been on the show longer than anyone else on the panel. <clears throat> and in fact, they had to offer Joy the deal, uh, the same deal, when Whoopi got it. And Joy turned it down because um, she, she gen- genuinely enjoys uh, being on the show and, uh, you know, it doesn't bother her very much. So, if Megan were to get it, Joy would have been offered it too, and Joy was not offered it in this case. She said what's happening is ABC is building a case for termination. (coughs) Megan knows this. Uh, And that is partly why... Uh, that is partly why uh, she took maternity leave early. Uh, remember, she went on maternity leave um, in late September and didn't give birth, I believe, until early early to mid November. Uh, I didn't. I should have checked my timeline there, but it it was quite a while afterwards. Uh, and she didn't return until almost February. Uh, and granted, uh, there there is maternity leave and all of that, but uh, this was all a way for her to avoid the axe falling on her. With her being back and the season heading towards 
its natural end. Um, and, and by that, what I mean is a lot of the co-hosts leave uh, before the summer. Or they'll at least announce their departure. Um, Barbara Walters, you'll remember, uh, got her Sayonara uh, in May. I believe Sherry Shepard got hers in May. Um, you know, uh, Jed left... Uh, quite early, uh, only to be replaced by Megan. Um, but that was because they needed someone in the chair uh, until the deal uh, was signed. Megan has already uh, made her intention known that if if they're planning on replacing her, uh, and it's looking as though, as if they are planning on replacing her. Um, then she won't be doing a judge. She will not fill in until the new co-host deal closes or until the new co-host can appear on the show. Uh, She will just be out. As of right now, it appears as though Anna Navarro will be the... uh, is the most likely um, person to fill Megan's role. Uh, she's loved on the show, um, and, you know, everyone, uh, the, all the co-hosts love her, uh, the behind-the-scenes people adore her, um, so she seems like the natural fit here. <coughs> um, if they're gonna go for another firebrand, uh, type of thing, uh, they could risk alienating Whoopi, who is, who already has one foot out the door. Uh, as my ABC source has said to me time and again, <clears throat> Whoopi reminds people that she gets acting jobs very easily. And in fact, one of the reasons why she signed on to be a guest star on Blue Bloods, which airs on CBS, is to remind people uh, that she can... She can land jobs uh, very easily. Uh, she also did um, the stand over on uh, Paramount Plus, which was also known as CBS All Access at one point. <coughs> um, so Whoopi is very much establishing a relationship uh, with Paramount and with uh, or with CBS Viacom, I should say. Uh, in order to signal to her ABC bosses uh, that The View, while it has been good to her, uh, is not her only option. And she is not... uh, And she let them... She let the producers know early on, including the new ABC News uh, president, uh, know that she is not going to continue to tolerate... Megan's nonsense. Uh, And Sarah Haynes, who uh, ABC lured back to The View after canceling uh, her show Strahan, Sarah, and Kiki, has uh, let them know that she's not going to stay if Megan is going to continue to bully her. So we'll have to wait to see how this plays out, but uh, um, my, my ABC source has assured me that these leaks are very purposeful and they are meant to damage Megan. And um, we should be seeing a new set of leaks about Megan's behavior off camera fairly soon. But for right now, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I am back. And this week, Colton Underwood of The Bachelor fame came out of the closet during an interview with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America. And when I first heard about him uh, coming out, 
the first thing I said to my LA source is how long until it's announced that he has a new reality show coming. And my LA source said to me, well, they're likely going to announce it while his name is trending on Twitter. And sure enough, Netflix did indeed announce uh, that Colton was going to be the star of a new reality show for the streaming network. Um, All about his journey to self-acceptance and whatnot. Now, there are some people out there who have alleged that Colton's not actually gay and he's just playing into the uh, gay rumors in order to secure, uh, you know, a a reality show deal. Uh, And especially Netflix, which will pretty much much greenlight anything with even a semi-famous name attached to it. Um, So how do we know this is the real deal? According to the L.A. source and according to my New York source, uh, Colton, while he claimed to be a virgin on uh, The Bachelor and even during his time on The Bachelorette, is not a, was not actually a virgin. He had slept with quite a few men and, in fact, producers of The Bachelor had to pay... Had to pay a one night stand uh, in order to keep him from revealing that uh, Colton had slept with him. And there was photographic evidence of this. There, there is no word yet on whether uh, the producers of The Bachelor uh, were given the pictures. Or if they just if they just trusted the dude to uh, be honest, uh, according to my LA source, uh, those at Warner Brothers, the production company behind The Bachelor, likely did not want to have those pictures um, anywhere near the studio, and so they likely. Uh, had someone go out and force him to delete the pictures from his phone uh, and from the cloud. Uh, He also said that, in all likelihood, the one-night stand also had to sign uh, a non-disclosure agreement uh, to keep him from uh, saying anything. So does that make what Colton said about... Uh, you know, struggling with his sexuality, uh, especially given that uh, he grew up in a very Catholic house uh, and went to Catholic school, does that make it any less true? The simple answer here is no. According to uh, my New York source, who actually met Colton at a party, when she confronted him about being queer, he kind of laughed and... And said, no, um, but I know a lot of people think I am. And when she mentioned that she caught him checking out a guy's ass, he blushed and said, well, it's not like I can't appreciate a male's physique. <clears throat> and then they they spoke at length about... Uh, being Catholic, and they spoke at length about um, uh, the Catholic Church's view on homosexuality. And she said she was struck by uh, the uh, melancholy that crept into his voice as um, as I spoke about it. And in fact, she said that that was when she that was when she believed that um, he started to realize just how much uh, stress was being put on him to, you know, be the perfect football player, to, to be a, a straight man. And when I 
talk to the LA source about uh, you know the the whole uh, Cassie Randolph relationships um, aspect of things. He said something very interesting to me. And it, it's something I've always believed, and you all know that because you know how I feel about reality shows. Um, but he said, The Bachelor is designed to be the most dramatic every single season. You know, um, this past se- this past season of The Bachelor, uh, when he chose the racist girl and then broke up with her and now they're reconciled. Uh, those are the... S- type of things that uh, the producers love. And it also helps the contestants, uh, for le- or the participants, I should say, uh, land more seasons. Uh, of course, in this scandal, Chris Harrison lost his job, so it's not very likely that the um, producers of The Bachelor will want to remind people um of that and in fact um Colton had actually pitched to the bachelor producers ahead of time about doing a gay version of the bachelor abc is said to be considering it although um they're not positive if they would do it uh, via the broadcast network or if they would put it on Hulu, uh, which is struggling with subscribers. And there's no word yet on how that would affect his deal with Netflix um, should his show be given uh, multiple seasons. But we will stay on top of this story and bring you all the latest developments as they occur. For right now, though, I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. And I am back. Let's talk some Kitten and Jenner, because, you know, reality show to reality show. Um, so California Governor uh, Gavin Newsom is facing a recall election, uh, partly inspired by what is believed to be a uh, bad response to uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in the early days. And um, he charges that it's a Republican plot to try to uh, uh, subvert the will of the people. And it's all really interesting and, you know, there's there's so much to look at and whatever. But one of the most fascinating pieces of this has got to be the number of Republicans running. In order to actually successfully have Gavin Newsom recalled, I believe one of them has to get over 50% of the vote. Which is not likely to happen given that... Republicans keep throwing out name after name after name. The latest name said to be running is Caitlyn Jenner. The, one of the most famous transgender women in the world. And part of the uh, Kardashian-Jenner clan. And... Caitlyn has been threatening to run for a while now. She believes that she can be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger and really shake up the Republican Party. And according to my LA source, uh, her polling is is abysmal at best. So why would she actually throw her name out into the ring? It's not because she actually wants to be governor. Instead, 
she is hoping to land a reality show or more lucrative more lucratively a talking head position on one of the news networks uh something that she has been angling for uh for quite some time now actually and when she first put her name out there uh her manager came back with a lot of no one actually takes you seriously. No one actually believes that you're a competent in the world of politics. If you wanted to be a sports announcer, you would have a much better case. Uh, but that's not what she wants. She definitely wants to be a talking head uh, when it comes to politics. And she has her eyes on Fox News, where she believes... That she would really shine. Her hope right now is to potentially put together a campaign and win or lose, uh, have it documented um, either for a documentary or as a sizzle reel for a a reality show. Behind the scenes... Chris Jenner, her ex-wife, is helping her. Now, I thought that there was some tension and some hatred between the two of them. Uh, but my LA source says, no, they're actually very good friends. And they have always been very good friends. <clears throat> the, the feuding and the arguing and everything that you see on uh, TV or in the tabloids uh, is manufactured to keep the drama at an acceptable level. When asked what that meant, he said, well, you know, if if Chris and Caitlin are getting along, what's Chris's storyline? Just like her and her younger boyfriend abstaining from sex, that's just for a storyline. He said they're they're likely not even together. He he doesn't have proof of that. He's working on um, see if he can, uh, he's working on seeing if, if he can find, uh, some evidence of that. But he said, you know, if you actually look at things, <clears throat> Caitlin and Chris have a very deep love with one another. They have a very deep respect for one another. And Caitlin has seen how Chris has managed to turn the family uh, from from just wealthy to fabulously wealthy. Uh, you know, and it all started with a sex tape. And Caitlin is hoping that Chris can work her magic once again and uh, make her get her one last big paycheck. <clears throat> so... When asked why Caitlin would want to be a talking head if this is the last paycheck, uh, my LA source actually kind of schooled me on this. Uh, I thought it was a lot of work. <laughs> but all the person actually has to do is uh, listen to the writers, uh, uh, pick and choose what stories they want to uh, talk about, and then read off the teleprompter. He said, maybe it's four or five hours uh, worth of work, and then you're done. And furthermore, um, the likes of uh, Tucker Carlson or uh, Rachel Maddow, uh, they don't always work on, uh, they don't always work um, on Friday, so you know, you get a long weekend. Uh, you don't always have to be live. You just have to be live to tape. Uh, so, you know, there's that part of it too. <clears throat> and he said, you know, part of that four or five hours is, of course, makeup and all that. <clears throat> so, he said that Chris had really wanted to uh, be a housewife on Beverly Hills. 
And then Caitlin uh, had thought about trying, uh, but neither one of them really fit into the groups uh, or into the cast as um, they already are. And again, Caitlin's big goal uh, is to be taken taken seriously, and she didn't feel that she would be taken seriously uh, being on The Real Housewives. Or even on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which is why her appearances started uh, to diminish over the over time. And that's going to do it for me for today. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. Uh, whenever you're able to, please get vaccinated. Uh, I got my second shot this week, so yay! Um... And thank y'all so much for listening. Up next is Politalk with Will. Hey, folks, and welcome back to Politalk. I imagine it's been a while for most of you since you've delightfully discovered my dulcet tones deconstructing the dismal, dreary news cycle. And since I've pretty much hit the limit on my alliteration there, we're just going to jump right into it. Lots happened since our last news update. In the U.S., the two big stories that have been dominating the news cycle are the investigation into Matt Gates for paying for sex with underage women and the trial of Officer Derek Chauvin, formerly of the Minneapolis Police Department, for the murder of George Floyd. That case has been playing out in the public eye for the past two weeks, igniting fierce debates over his guilt or innocence as well as whether or not his trial should even be broadcast publicly. Having monitored the case for its duration, I can say that I feel that the prosecution is making a better case than the defense. In addition to interviewing witnesses and playing video from the day of the arrest, including the famous video, prosecutors for the state called a medical examiner to the stand to refute the defense's expected claim that some of the drugs present in George Floyd's system were greater causes of his death than the hold used by Mr. Chauvin. The defense, for their part, attempted to claim that Chauvin was unable to carefully monitor George Floyd due to the presence of a large and hostile crowd on the scene. However, the prosecution were able to poke some holes in that by pointing out that there were only six civilians on the scene filming, and that video showed all of them complying with the on-scene officer's arrests. The defense rested their case earlier on Thursday, after Chauvin refused to testify, pleading the fifth. Closing arguments in the case are set for Monday. As for Gates, well, I mean, I almost feel like I shouldn't be covering this. Matt Gates revealed as creep is not exactly news. But admittedly, I wasn't expecting him to be a creep in this specific manner. For the uninformed... Earlier this month, the New York Times got a hold of some federal documents indicating that Matt Gates was under investigation by the Justice Department for bringing minors across state lines and having sex with them. The investigation began in the final months of the Trump administration under Attorney General Bill Barr. Its existence is possibly why Gates sought a broad and far-reaching pardon from Trump in the final days of his presidency. Gates is claiming to be a victim of a vast, deep state conspiracy and has denied all charges. In particular, he's claimed that he's being extorted by a former member of the Justice Department. Notably, although the former member of the Justice Department that Gates named appears to have left the department before the investigation began and was never assigned to dig into Gates' background or even any related matters, there actually does appear to be an extortion attempt being made against Matt Gaetz's father. A group of presently unknown individuals apparently got wind of the investigation before it was made public, and then attempted to contact Matt Gaetz's father and blackmail him into giving them several million dollars. According to the extremely convoluted report of the investigation into this incident, the money would have been spent by the unknown actors to help free an FBI agent who is missing and presumed dead in the Middle East. It's unclear how they intended to spend the money to accomplish this. Now, despite the fact that he's being extorted, Gates is certainly acting like a guilty man. He's openly admitted to having a preference for younger women, 
has avoided difficult questions on the subject from reporters, and, in fact, the only interview he's given on the allegations since they became public has been on Tucker Carlson's show, where he used extremely specific wording to deny parts of the claims against him, and also attempted to partially implicate the host, asking him if he'd remembered meeting one of the women he'd gone on dates with at at a dinner a year or so previously. Tucker did not remember this incident, and there's no evidence connecting him to Gates' crimes except for Gates' word. And I don't know about you, but I'm not really inclined to take his word particularly seriously at this point. Anyway, Gates has received relatively little support from the Republican Party, and a number of its members, including Representative Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, have called on him to resign. He's made extremely few friends within the party, and that appears to be coming back to bite him. I've got two bits of international news to cover before signing off. The first is about Ireland, and specifically about Brexit's effect on Ireland. Brexit, for those who haven't been following British news, and who the hell can follow British news, continues to be a catastrophic fuck-up. The latest of its knock-on effects has been hitting Northern Ireland. In order to avoid a hard border between Northern Ireland and the rest of the country, something that would have significantly inflamed tensions in a region where peace is a relatively recent development, the British government instituted a new series of checks on goods and people crossing the sea from Northern Ireland into England itself. The new restrictions were announced fairly suddenly after Prime Minister Boris Johnson and his government had spent months downplaying the effects Brexit would have on Northern Ireland. Loyalist groups who want Northern Ireland to remain a part of the UK were furious with the government over this decision. Riots erupted across the region in the days after the announcement, with the worst of the violence occurring in Belfast and Derry and several unionist groups have threatened to revoke their support for the Good Friday Agreement, which ended a nearly half-century-long civil war in Ireland, unless the UK government moves to alleviate their concerns about the new checks. And in one last bit of relatively recent news, Joe Biden has announced his plan to pull out the vast majority of US troops from Afghanistan by September 11th. The plan has caused a significant amount of controversy, though... Oddly enough, it's not fallen along traditional party lines. Hawks and national security experts in both the Republican and Democratic parties have urged Biden to reconsider the withdrawal, or to at least ensure that the situation is more stable before pulling troops out. However, the number of vocal lawmakers don't make up a majority of either party. And at least as far as I can tell, an equal number seem extremely happy, even thrilled, about the prospect of our troops finally coming home. Those of you who've been following this podcast for a while know my stance on the war in Afghanistan. Namely, that I think our goals there are impossible to achieve, at least partially, due to how we've conducted the war. And that we've known this for well over a decade, but have continued spending money and American lives there. I personally will be quite happy to see the end of this forever war, even if it's not an end most of us would have hoped for. And that brings us to the end of this week's Politalk, is what I would say normally... But, unfortunately, due to the fact that this is a news segment, I do have to comment on something that happened in England recently. A 99-year-old man died. This has shut down the entire country for several days. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And until next time, cheers.